It's time to pull those belts tight, race fans. The Front Stretch is coming at you. Presented by Joe's Karting and Council Bluffs. Now, here's Dan Taylor and Dirk Houston. Welcome to the Front Stretch, race fans. Presented by Joe's Karting and Council Bluffs. Online at joeskarting.com. Fast-paced white-knuckle racing just across the river on 23rd Avenue. Get over to Joe's Karting today. Do yourself right with a little indoor kart racing. In turn number one, we're going to talk headlines and Darlington recap. Then in turn number two, we're going to talk with Jordan Stratman, who is one of the organizers for the Corporal Dagan Page Show and Shine event that's going on June 10th. That's a Saturday at 2 p.m. We're going to talk to Jordan coming up more in turn number two. Dirk, do you want to start off with news or should we recap Darlington first? Let's do news first. All right. Uh, you got to watch quite a bit of the race on Sunday, and our old buddy Carl Edwards uh, finally made an appearance at a racetrack and uh, sat up in the announcer's booth, I believe, from stage two on and uh, helped those guys do some announcing. Well, he just did stage two. Oh, okay. Yeah, Bill Elliott was in the booth for stage three, and Richard Petty was up there to kick things off. So, yeah, Carl, uh, I think he tried to appease me a little bit he said when he first stepped away from race and it was easy to do but it's getting harder and harder <laughs> he's wanting to get back to the booth or he's wanting to get back behind the wheel huh no i think uh i think he just said that to appease people because that's huh. all everybody's talking about <laughs> two minutes later he's talking about this uh uh monster of a sailboat that he's building so him and his family can start sailing around the world so <laughs> i don't think he's got time to do much racing if he's on a sailboat going around the world so. yeah his uh, his departure is still going to be one of those kind of weird ones because he's been one of the very few guys in the sport that when when he retired he he completely cut the cord and you know, you can, I, I think there's probably been conversations with a couple of people. Like I remember Dave Chase coming on this show and talking about how since the day he retired, he hadn't gone and watched a dirt race because it was almost too painful for him to watch a race and not be a part of it. Well, I was the same way when I walked away from NASCAR. It took me a while to start just going to the races. And then once I did start going, I started helping people. Yeah. You know, but uh, um, now that, you know, not only did Carl just walk away, he walked away in his prime. Yeah. Yeah. You know, his last race, he crashed out leading the championship. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He walked away in his prime and just disappeared. Kind of an odd little deal there, but um, yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, we used to have a little insight because we used to get to talk to his old PR guy, Randy Fuller. Mm -hmm. uh, usually, well, we'd see him at Iowa and Kansas when we'd go to the racetrack and you know, he'd share any updates he had. And, you know, for a couple of years, he was hopeful that Carl would come back too, because he loved working with him. Yeah. But uh, then that one time at Iowa Speedway, I don't know, about 2018, I think it was pre-pandemic. And he says, well, Carl sold his plane, so I don't think he's coming back to the race. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the signs, you know, you, you kind of hoped there was a second shoe that would drop that, you know, maybe this was one of those deals that he wanted out of his contract with Joe Gibbs Racing, so he retired, waited for the contract to expire, and then he'd make his announcement that he was coming back with another team. But that never happened, and he's, 
I remember uh, he made a couple of appearances the year, the season after he retired at like, he, I think he had to be at Pocono for a, a subway prior commitment. And he might've been at one other track, but other than that, he he's just been living his life and, and been away from racing. So. No, it, it did start with a P he had to be at Phoenix mm. was where he had to be for that subway appearance. And then he had some other sponsor obligation. So he was showing up that first year. He showed up the track. I'm not going to say on a regular basis, but he was there every three or four races doing some sponsorship work um, that he wanted to fulfill his contract to those people. And, you know, kudos to him for doing that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was, you know, just a weird situation and still a weird situation. But until they mentioned him coming on the to announce last week when they made that announcement i really hadn't thought about him yeah yeah he's been kind of off the radar uh somebody still trying to get back on the racing radar is kurt bush he says he still hopes to return to cup series racing but he still hasn't uh been cleared by doctors remember he was sidelined after suffering a concussion during a crash in qualifying at pocono last summer uh, he announced it back in October that he was going to be stepping out of his role uh, in tw- uh, at 2311 to continue his recovery. But uh, on Sunday, he said he feels much better. Uh, the improvements that I've made have been tremendous. I'm pushing to return. It's all the little things that keep adding up. So hopefully we'll see Kurt Busch back in the car sometime soon. Well, and I think that'll be the time when... Uh... 2311 announces they're the three car team. So mm-hmm. or maybe they I just have a, maybe they just have a third car for select races for him. If he wants to race it, you know, five, 10, something like that races in, in the end of the season and then call it a retirement or a season or, or a career or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, you know, a lot of ways this could play out. I would think the longer he goes, uh, the less he's going to miss it. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's a grind. People don't realize it's less of a grind now. Mm-hmm. Because most of the shows are just two days. Yeah. But when they used to have to get to the track on Thursday for a Sunday race because of sponsor commitments and, you know, and practice and qualifying and, and all that stuff, practice would be Friday, qualifying Saturday, happy hour Saturday, the race on Sunday and Thursday, they'd always be at the track um, doing their sponsor deals and giving tours and interviews and, and whatever else. So it got to be a grind when you were only off. You were, you were only, I'm going to say off, you were away from the track for three days. You might have had a day on testing on Tuesday or Wednesday mm-hmm. and uh, other sponsorship commitments going on. So uh, it's pretty busy schedule those guys keep. Yeah, and, and let's compile on uh, the race getting delayed to Monday. So all of a sudden you're at the track for one extra day and you got one less day. Usually probably your day off. That following week, you've got other stuff you got to do at the at the shop or sponsor stuff on Tuesday and Wednesday. So all of a sudden, you didn't get a day off. And I don't I don't mean to be oh poor these guys. We're we're just kind of trying to to uh, relay that it's it, it it's like Dirk said it's an absolute grind for thirty what forty some weeks out of the year. Yeah, I mean, and these guys will start grinding again. I mean, they're pretty much right after the the championship weekend. Um, just depending on where they finish in the points. Obviously, they're, if they're the champion, they end up with a week or two's worth of commitments getting on the Tonight Show and, you know, whatever else they're going to do mm-hmm. um, as being the champion for a week or two. But most of the guys, I mean, 
just a couple days after that final race, they get cut loose usually until the beginning of the next year. So they get six or seven weeks off at one time. Yep. You know, and that's when you hear about Kyle Busch having a gun in Mexico and <laughs> and that kind of stuff's going on. But, uh, you know, once they get back to work the beginning of the year and they're, they're fitting seats for new cars and they're starting to do things for new sponsors and they've got their own foundations they run that take up some time. And, uh, yeah, it, it's a grind for probably 45 weeks a year. Moving on to Alex Bowman, who's been out for a couple of weeks because of uh, an injury he suffered at a 410 sprint car race a couple of weeks back, uh, April 25th, actually. Fractured vertebrae was the official uh, diagnosis. Uh, Alex uh, said that he is unsure of when he's going to be able to return, but he is uh, definitely fighting to get back. And I think we'd originally heard about a six-week recovery period. Yeah, that's what they stated at first. And even for a, for a back injury, to me, that seems short. But yeah, you know, I'm not a, uh, I was going to say chiropractor, but they're not a doctor either. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> excuse me. But they, uh, he said yesterday, uh, yesterday was his first appearance at the track since it happened. You know, and he said it's definitely tough sitting up there on top of the box with a headphone on. Moving uh, moving over to the NASCAR 75 greatest drivers of all time. We talked about Kurt and Kyle Busch getting uh, added to the list. I think that was where we left off unless we talked about Kevin Harvick. Well, we basically said Harvick was going to be on the list. We talked about okay. that a lot sooner. Uh, Joey Logano has also been added along with Matt Kenseth and uh, Jimmy Johnson. And I mean, there's no conversation really that I, I think you need to have about Jimmy Johnson. You could pick any one of his seasons and that would be a qualification for uh, maybe not as not his final season but uh, a qualification for his his getting on the 75 greatest drivers of all time i i think he's probably up there with the 10 greatest drivers of all time if not top five you got to put him with seven titles you got to put him in the top probably the top three yeah uh petty Earnhardt, and johnson i mean that, yeah. that's your three yeah, you're you're pretty much done right there. Mm-hmm. You know, there's not a whole lot else you can put in that top three. Uh, Kenseth, 39 Cup Series wins, including two Daytona 500 championships and a, uh, let's see, he was a uh, one-time champion, right? Cup Series yeah, champion? So one time in a cup, and I know he had one back in the Bush Series. Okay. Uh, Joey Legato. I saw an interesting quote from Joey Logano. He was added to this list and he said, man, I went from, I'm not even entirely sure I was going to have a cup series career to uh, being one of the 75 greatest drivers of all time. And, you know, he was, he was put in probably one of the toughest positions of any driver uh, filling in uh, the uh, 20 car for Tony Stewart. When Tony left and started Stewart Haas racing, uh, when Joey was with Joe Gibbs racing and just didn't really seem to fit in there, spent several years with them and then eventually moved over to Penske. And that's really where things seem to have clicked. Well, um, not only did it uh, give him a, a, another look with another crew chief, but I think it was a maturity aspect for him. Yeah. He came into cap at 18. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, it just took him a couple of years of uh, figuring out how to drive that big, heavy car. 
but he seems to be one of the best at adapting through all the different changes they've made in the last 15 years to the cars. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Harvick, one of the other drivers we mentioned that was just recently added uh, cups, one cup series title. Uh, I believe on one of Daytona 500, uh, another one of the drivers that uh, he, he handled it incredibly well, not only sitting down for a legend, but also, you know, the awkwardness of um, he's, he's talked a couple of times about his, his first race was the weekend after Dale senior died. Uh, he wasn't expecting to be in a cup series car quite that quickly. Um, they had some testing planned for him at different races to fit, to be a, to run, I think four or five races that season. Uh, senior was killed. He was put in the car. They changed the car, car number to 29. He got Dale's crew. And uh, I think he handled the adversity incredibly well. I mean, going out winning a couple of races later at Atlanta and uh, has, has been one of the major figures in our sport for the last, what, 15, 20 years. Yeah. Um, that was 2001 when he uh, took over uh, at RCR in the lead car. Um, but he actually didn't handle the first two or three years real well. He had some success, but I think it was in 2002. Well, I know it was in 2002 when he got sat down for a race at Martinsville because he ran the truck race and got called to the hauler and didn't show up. So he learned real quickly that it didn't matter if he had to race on Sunday. If you know he don't do what NASCAR says, he ain't going to race any day. Yeah, well, he's had a couple of run-ins with NASCAR and a couple of run-ins with other drivers, and uh, he's he was a pretty hard-headed guy for a while, which probably made the transition for that team fairly easy because I heard I never knew him, but I, I always heard Earnhardt was a little hard-headed. Um, I didn't know him that well, uh, so I really can't comment on that. Uh, Harvick from what I know of the guy is actually a pretty happy go lucky. He's kind of a class clown kind of guy. Yeah. All well, pulling things at his race shop and, and stuff like that. I mean, I was working his truck. Wally Rogers was his crew chief. <clears throat> I think we were at Martinsville would have been Oh three or Oh four. And those short tracks, it's so hard to hear. So when you're putting your headphones on, you're really trying to adjust them and trying to get them tight, trying to get your ear comfortable in the cup and, and everything else. And I was doing all that. I'm starting to strap on my helmet and I get a tap on the shoulder and I turn around. It's Kevin. He owned the truck and uh, he grabbed my earphone and pulled it away and he leaned over and he goes, what are you doing? And I said, I'm getting this nice and tight so I can hear. And he said, why? And I said, cause I don't want to listen to you. And he just <laughs> laughed at me and turned and walked away. <laughs> Yeah, he's uh, th th there's there's quite a few clips through YouTube that you could watch of, and I know you've seen him of, I think his running with Kyle Busch, uh, his running with Ricky Rudd, uh, he's had some run-ins with some drivers and yeah. some pretty heated conversations. But I happy go lucky, I think is definitely one of them, but also very passionate and uh, don't try to rattle his cage because because he he won't take it. <laughs> oh no, he's uh. He's a pretty straight shooter. He's going to tell you what he thinks. He's not going to sugarcoat anything. And and if he thinks it's, you know, that he's in the right, he's going to definitely let you know about it. So, yeah. 
Uh, the last bit of news I wanted to talk about, uh, our uh, friend of mine, Travis Johnson, who's a big uh, sprint car follower and always shares news uh, about sprint car world. The uh, ASCS Touring Series announced earlier today that unfortunately their 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 races will not be broadcast on Flow Racing for the foreseeable future. They're working to rectify the situation as quickly as possible, and they apologize for the inconvenience. Uh, some of the comments on his post and on that post were a, a little concerning. ASCS has taken a little bit of a hit recently with started off the season with the abrupt announcement that Lucas Oil would uh, pull their full-time sponsorship of the series and uh, cut, well, probably took a pretty big chunk out of their their budget for the year. Um, and now uh, Flow Racing, I, you know, Travis says it as they seem to have dropped ASCS. I don't know the story behind it. I don't know if Flow Racing dropped them, if they they were not able to come to some sort of contractual agreement or there was some sort of disagreement between the two or what, but um, ASCS no longer on, on uh, Flow Racing and they're currently seeking another streaming service, which there's others out there for them to go with, but Flow Racing is by far the biggest right now. Yeah, outside of... Um... The sponsor deal. I mean, when you, like I said, that's a that's a chunk of change. When uh, uh, you're, I would say probably their main source of income. Yeah. Walked away. Yeah, that's gonna that's gonna give anybody a, a hit. You know. So. And now uh, their their national fans uh, don't have the ability to watch them, which is going to hurt with additional income if they had some sort of um, profit sharing deal with Flow. Well, yeah, we don't know what they have with flow. Mm-hmm. But whatever they have, they don't have any long. <laughs> right. So th- maybe they can call Dirt Crown TV. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. After uh, I watched a little bit of that um, 360 show. Well, um, that that was their broadcast. That wasn't their announcing. <laughs> and, okay, because the announcing was terrible. Yeah. Uh, Oh, it was beyond terrible. Was- I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm going to refrain from from commenting on that. I've I've made those mistakes too. I feel for the guy. Uh, I I don't I don't think I've made that many mistakes in one broadcast, but I could be wrong. I, I'm still learning. I'm still getting getting the drivers' names right and figuring stuff out. So it's that, but it. Well, that, to change that, the way you're announcing the driver's name from right to wrong, <laughs> that one, you know, that one's bad. The only I, I I saw your comment and I listened to it, and the only thing I can think of is somebody else in the booth while he was announcing said, "Oh no no no, it's Drood." When I don't know many people in the sprint car world that don't know Don Droud Jr. or Don Droud or the well, name Droud in this exactly area. The name exactly. I mean, you know, yeah. So, you know, if you're in a late model world, you know, you know what Kaziski is, right? You know, you might never have met the people, but you've heard the name a million times. You know how to say it. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyways, we'll move on from there. So, tough break for ASCS. No longer on Flow Racing. So. Um, let's, uh, let's recap the race at Darlington and then we'll talk a little bit about Rick Hendricks comments in the, uh, post-race press conference. So, um, take us through, uh, a little bit of a recap of how the race went. I did get to watch a recap of it and it, it seemed like it was a, a fairly entertaining race. Uh, 
Yes and no. I mean, the first stage, uh, uh, the Toyotas, again, were very fast in qualifying. So you had Truex on the pole. You had Bubba in second. Truex took the outside. Bubba led the first lap. Truex, Truex led the rest of the stage. That's pretty much how stage one went. You know, yeah, the first stage was Toyota dominant, um, which wasn't what I expected at all because I'd gone and, and checked out all the, you know, the 10, 15, 20, 25, 30 lap averages from practice. Now, Bubba, Bubba Wallace was like second on that group, but Chase Elliott was first. And I don't know what happened to him during qualifying, but he qualified in, he started 21st or second, something like that. And he dropped back three or four spots at the start and got those back. He didn't break into the top 20 until the pit stop at the end of stage one. I take that back. The one caution, everybody went and did a pit stop and he gained like four spots and broke into the top 20. Um, He didn't break into the top 10 until into the third. And the fact that he finished third in the race was a joke because he he should have been seventh or eighth. But with all the cautions right at the end, um, he moved up. But there was some racing again in through the middle of the pack, but there wasn't a whole lot up front. You know, once the tires got worn down, like when uh, Ross Chastain finally got a, uh, up to Martin Truax and went by him. Truax's tires were just shot. He was not necessarily dropping like a stone, but he was going backwards. And uh, uh, that's when one of the cautions happened. Who did uh, Truax get together with? Um, oh, he was trying to pass Ross yes, Chastain on the white flag lap to end stage two. And Ross got into the wall just a little bit. And, but when he bounced off the wall, he put Truex sideways. Yeah. And uh, there were a few other cars that got tangled up in the deal, but uh, it wasn't that big of a deal. Um, One of the bigger things of the day was uh, Eric Jones in the Petty car lost. He lose the left front. He lost a left side tire. I do believe. Yeah, he lost a left front tire, I think, uh, on a restart coming out of turn two. And I was going to say he was probably starting around 14th or 15th, somewhere like that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, piled up some cars. Um, and they got down to the end and had two or three restarts right at the end, piled up a bunch of cars. That's why. The results ended up so weird looking, you know, when you got your Jeb Burton's in the top five and, and stuff like that, uh, you know, that's not a normal finish. Uh, Ross and Larson got into it, uh, going into turn, uh, it's in turn one and two. Um, I think that was the restart with about seven laps to go or something. Yeah. I think you meant Harrison Burton. <clears throat> or Harrison Burton. Yeah excuse me and uh but uh yeah you know he's not normally a top five or top ten car so Mm -hmm. when he's up there in the finishing order you got to wonder about things uh ryan newman did surprisingly well for not having been behind the wheel for a while i saw an interview with him uh walking through the race the the pits after the races i think he was going to his his RV or his coach or whatever. And um, he, 
had some, uh, he, he, <laughs> he said that uh, he watched several guys run out of talent on, on Sunday at Darlington, including himself. And uh, he didn't really have that good of a time in the car, but he, he was pleasantly surprised with the amount of speed they had or uh, through the middle of the race. Yeah. Like I said, you know, he, he, uh, you know, obviously he's in a rope wear car, so he's not top flight equipment. We know that that's a given, but uh, he stayed out of trouble. Um, he out qualified a lot of good cars. He qualified uh, mid twenties, 26, 28, somewhere in there. 26. Yeah. But there were a lot of <clears throat> a few good cars behind him in qualifying. You know, were guys that are, you know, I think AJ Allmendinger was up there around 30th. I think Austin Dillon was back there somewhere. There were several several drivers that, you know, just didn't have good efforts in qualifying. Mm-hmm. And maybe they just worked on race setups at practice. You you, you never know why they don't qualify well. Well, your, uh, your race results, William Byron ends up getting the win. Kevin Harvick brings it home in second with Elliott in third. Brad Keselowski and Bubba Wallace round out your top five. Harrison Burton, Kyle Busch, Justin Haley, Ryan Blaney, and Chris Busher, your top ten. Uh, the race did go into overtime. We got a couple extra laps in there thanks to that uh, late race caution that uh, relegated Ross Chastain and Kyle Larson farther back than they should have been. Uh, as they were both going for the win there. Uh, Larson ends up finishing 20th, and Chastain finishes 29th. Yeah, Larson got back on the track, so. The contact between those two, Rick Hendrick after the race uh, said that uh, he's had conversations with Chevy and uh, said, I don't care if you're racing a bow tie. If you wreck us, you're going to get it back. If you don't do it, uh, if you don't do it, they'll run all over you. That was his quote during a press conference after the race. He yeah, also he, went on to say, I'm a, I'm loyal to Chevy, but when someone runs us over, then I expect my guys to hold their ground. I'm not going to ask them to yield just because it's a Chevrolet. Correct. Yeah. I watched the press conference and, uh, um, yeah, when he was talking about that, they're going to get it back is, is, uh, you know, um, he doesn't want his guys to take it. Yeah. You know, so it's kind of like he's just, you know, giving them an order. Look, he took you out. you got to go find some payback. Mm-hmm. When it's going to happen, he didn't say, but, you know, there will be payback. He he went on and, and kind of said a lot of things that we've said on this show before. And it's nothing new. And I don't think anybody really broke any ground by talking about it. But uh, he said that Ross just doesn't have to be that aggressive. It's really hard to win a championship when you've got that many guys uh, waiting to get back at you. And, you know, I, I think that to one extreme, um, it was one of the reasons why Kyle Bush had a, a tough time winning championships because he had no, no problem moving somebody out of the way. And then when it would come down to the, the final 10 races, whether it be in the playoffs or, or the uh, original standing system we had guys would just move him. And, and that's when the points are critical. Um, and then I, I think on the other end of that spectrum, Mark Martin should have won several championships, but he was too nice of a guy and he wouldn't move people at the right times. He would always give him not always, but he was just too nice of a driver for, in my opinion. And so there's what kind of Hendrick is talking about there is that Ross is just, just being way too aggressive. 
Yeah, well, that's just what he said. He goes, he's got plenty of talent. He uh, mentioned Dover real quick, and, you know, he said, you know, he hits a lap car in the first stage at Dover that takes Larson out. And uh, I'm trying to remember exactly how he, he said something. He said, you know, Dover, he didn't have to do that. You know, he didn't, referring to the fact that you don't have to drive like it's the the white flag in the middle of stage one. Mm-hmm. You know, that one spot's not going to make a uh, the difference in the championship. And obviously it could if the championship comes down to one point. Yeah. But the fact that you're in the first stage, you never know what's going to happen the rest of the race is, is Rick's point. Mm-hmm. So. Um. The, the a lot of the conversation, a lot of the comments online. Ross is starting. I think we talked about this last week too. He's he's really starting to get a bad rep. Um, is is the needle going to start swinging in the negative direction for him? In a lot of people's mind, it already has. I mean, uh, uh, Hamlin fans and Kyle Larson fans, you know, they all think he's an idiot already. Mm-hmm. And if he keeps, you know, if he wrecks everybody in the field. There's going to be a lot of people that don't like him. And even some of his own fans, when you start reading some of the comments on some of the stuff on Facebook or, or, you know, especially after the Delaware one or at the Dover one, you know, they were saying that, but that was a little, little bad. Mm-hmm. You know, hitting a lap car early in the race type deal. That just wasn't very smart. You know, then the Noah Gregson deal and evidently they kissed and made up and hung out during the week. So well they talked about it so yeah we hang out we're buddies you know he goes he goes when i just wanted to talk he said he came over to me and he starts grabbing me and i'm telling him dude don't make this any worse than it is let's just talk about it and he's you know trying to get aggressive and so ross said i thought i had to defend myself at that point yeah all right that's going to do it for us in turn number one we're going to take a quick break we're going to come back turn number two we're going to talk with jordan stratman who is one of the organizers for the Remembering Corporal Dagan Page Show and Shine event. It's a classic car show that's going to be helping to benefit uh, the nonprofit that helps bring awareness, uh, keeping everybody in our forethoughts, especially Corporal Dagan Page, who was one of the uh, 13 soldiers that was killed several years ago in uh, in combat duty. So uh, we're going to talk with Jordan coming up in turn number two. Dirk and I'll be right back on the front stretch. Every race car driver has run into the same problem. It's well past normal parts store closing hours, but you need that one to finish your car. The guys who brought you white knuckle racing by the river bring you Joe's Karting Racing Parts and Tire Store. Open until 10 p.m. Monday to Thursday and open until 11 p.m. on Friday and Saturday. A parts store that fits your after-hours schedule and you can turn a few laps at Joe's Karting while you're waiting for your part to get pulled from their warehouse. Joe'sKarting.com for more information. Hey guys, Dan Taylor with Tailored Computers and Repair. I've been talking about a hard drive upgrade on the Pubcast for quite a long time, and here's a little more detail behind it. Older laptops, older computers, maybe four or five years old, the hard drives that came with them just simply were not built for Windows 10. A new hard drive from Tailored Computers and Repair will breathe brand new life into your laptop and computer. Not only will it make it faster, but it will make your laptop battery last longer and it will run cooler, which will also help the battery last a lot longer. Not only does your computer or laptop get even faster, but all of your files, settings, pictures, everything is exactly where you left it. Within about a day, maybe two days, you're gonna get your same computer back but it's gonna run faster, cooler, and the battery's gonna last longer on laptops. 
Give me a call today, 402-659-5641. Find out what a hard drive upgrade can do for your computer and get some valuable time back. We're hooked up in turn two and still showing the green flag on the front stretch. Welcome back to the front stretch, rolling into turn number two, presented by Quaker Steak and Lube and Council Bluffs, the official watering hole of the front stretch. Get over to Quaker Steak and Lube every Monday night for Kids Eat for 99 cents with an adult entree night. Uh, it, it's typically referred to as Kids Night. Uh, Tuesday, all-you-can-eat wings, $14.99 per person. Thursday nights, classic car cruising, weather permitting, and then great sights and sounds all weekend long. Great mistake in Lubin Council Bluffs, the official watering hole of the front stretch. Joining us on the show now, Jordan Straitman. Uh, Jordan, I guess I should have actually asked how to say your name uh, before we started recording. Yep, it's Stratman. Stratman. I See, yep. and I, I added that I-G-H uh, the first time I read it, and then I was like, wait, I bet it's Stratman, but I still said Straitman. All right, let's see how many times I get it wrong in this interview. <laughs> You're all right. Every, everybody take a drink of your high noon every time I say it wrong. What's that, Dirk? Over and under three. <laughs> that's that's actually a generous odd. <laughs> well, uh, Jordan, we're talking to you today because uh, Created T Omaha, which uh, I believe is your company, is putting on a uh, show and shine classic car show to uh, help remember Corporal Deegan Page, who uh, was killed in action, um, I think, last year? In 2021. Okay. Yep. And it's actually, so me and my parents are the founders of Metro Mopar Addicts. And then we also own Creativity. Um, And we kind of got into it because when the 13 were killed over in Kabul, we did tribute decals for the 13 of them, mm-hmm. um, just kind of honor them. And we gave them out for free. And then um, Dagan's family had come into the shop just to thank us. And they were talking to us about the foundation that they had started in honor of him. And uh, they were about to do a golf event. And so we pitched the idea of a car show to them and they loved the idea. So here we are. That's awesome. And we're always about uh, first off the charities and especially helping out our, uh, our veterans in, um, in any form of, of being a veteran and especially somebody locally that lost their life uh, in action. And, um, and then you throw in a car show. Uh, you got us hooked. Uh, looks like, I'm looking at the flyer and it's not a classic car show. It's uh bring what you got and show off that beautiful paint job. Yep. All makes and models, bikes. I mean, whatever you have, it's about the cause. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I would suggest uh, because of some past uh, uh, contacts that I have with uh, Steve King, he, who I used to work with and used to be heavily involved with the classic car shows at, at Quaker Sacred Loop. Uh, get them, if you haven't done so yet, reach out to the Omaha Jeep Club. They are thick and they show up to help support and this is a prime example of what they'll show up to help out with uh but you said it's uh, your organization the metro mopar addicts right uh, talk to us a little bit more about the show and shine winter dates details how do people get involved all that kind of fun right. stuff so the date is june 10th it's from two to eight it is over um i'll give you the, the address it's 9203 south 145th street it's the old baxter ford across from the auction yard okay we're gonna have johnny rico's pizza there kona ice we're gonna do raffles silent auction 50 50 dirk i'll give you one guess what she read off that had me sold kona ice oh johnny rico's pizza that's what we were looking for (laughs) yeah i've had them i've had them at the zoo and that that's one of the only uh food trucks that i go back for 
thirds. <laughs> we wanted to have a veteran-owned food truck there, and they were generous enough to to donate their time for the day. Awesome. That's fantastic pizza. So food trucks there, Kona Ice, who I get to see and uh, experience every Saturday night out of Eagle. Uh, what is Bucks Run Farms? Um, a friend of ours, they own they own a farm. That's so they just okay. decided to make their donation that way. That's awesome. We were we were lucky and we got enough sponsors to cover all of the expenses. So all of the money raised that day goes straight to the foundation. Yeah, it looks like there's going to be a 50-50 drawing silent auction. Uh, you mentioned the food trucks and more. Have, I know we're a little ways out from the event, but have you started to t- uh, pile together some silent auction items? We have started a little bit. Um, we have them over at our t-shirt shop just to kind of, that's where our collection area is, I guess. Um, okay. We're starting to get some things in. Once we once we get um, a decent amount, we're going to start posting on the event page just to give people some teasers of what we have. And you can find that on Facebook. Awesome. Uh, what is the event page? It's the Remembering Corporal Dagan page, Show and Shine. Okay. Uh, and that, is that CPL or Corporal spelled out? CPL. Okay. Uh, and that's on Facebook. And of course, guys, as you're listening to this, you can always scroll over to the Franchise Facebook page. We're going to share it out a couple of times as we get closer to it. Uh, Dirk, I'm sure there's something in our prize vault that I haven't given away or I've lost in my basement that we could probably donate to this for the silent auction. So I'll dig through there and try to find something um, autographed. Well, I was going to say, I think the perfect item would be the hat we got autographed at the auto show. Uh, from what was his name? Uh, the guy from Texas. <laughs> yeah, he's got a TV um, show on uh, on one of the net networks that we talked to before the World of Wheels car show. Son of a gun. I keep thinking Johnny, but that's not right. My dad's sitting here with me, and he says it's on the ed- edge of his tongue, too. He can't yeah. think of. Boy, that, that just makes me feel yeah, terrible just... that we can't think of that. But one of those autographed hats, John actually. Be... That might be his first name. All uh... I remember is his wife was the boss. Yeah, she was. She definitely called the shots. <laughs> Saturday, June 10th from 2 to 8. Uh, like you said, Johnny Rico's uh, Brooklyn-style pizza food truck will be out there, Kona Ice, 50-50 items. How can people get a hold of you guys to donate items to this if they want to get involved? Yeah, they can come to Create a Tea. Our address is 14927 Industrial Road. Um, I think my contact is on the event on Facebook, so through there is fine, through Create a Tea's Facebook uh, and I, if you guys ever get the opportunity, we'd love to have you down to Classic Car Cruising. Those guys are always very well open to, as long as it's not a Thursday night event that's going to interfere with them, you're welcome to come down and hand out flyers and and talk on the PA with the the DJ and, and get some more exposure. So, okay, uh, definitely reach out to my friends down at Quaker Second Lube and they'll uh, they'll help you guys out too. Um, Saturday, June 10th, two to eight at ninety two oh three South one hundred forty fifth. You said it's the old Baxter, uh, old Baxter dealership. Yep. All right. Get more information at Created T Omaha or uh, the Facebook page, the Show and Shine Facebook page. It was originally the Schreier Ford. Oh, oh okay. Okay. Yep. Corporal, right across from Mannheim, Ottawa. The, uh, I yep. believe the uh, the Facebook page you said, uh, Jordan, was remembering Corporal Dagan Page Show and Shine. Yep. All right. Anything else? Anything we left out? Anything you make, want to make sure and cover? I can't think of anything off the top of my head right now. All right. Well, best of luck to you guys. Hoping, hoping for uh, 83 and a slight breeze as you guys kick off this event uh, and hope that we can make it out there. Maybe I can swing by on my way out to Eagle that day. 
Yeah, that would be great. And uh, I'm being told to let you guys know and just remind it's rain or shine. Okay. So Is even there if an... you have to pile in one vehicle and come on out, that's fine too. <laughs> rain or shine. Got it. Uh, I'm hoping, for, yeah, it's uh, obviously hoping for 82 and slight breeze. Uh, lately, we've had uh, gale force winds, which is why I'm throwing in the slight breeze. I'm ordering that ahead of time. Slight breeze. Yes. <laughs> Jordan, thank you much so much for your time. If there's anything else we can do to help you guys out as we get closer, we'll try to share out the event page and the uh, flyer as much as possible. But just reach out to Dirk Ryer and let us know if we can help anyway. Perfect. Thank you so much. Thanks, Jordan. I have one, mm-hmm. one more quick question. Is there yeah. any type of pre-registration that they can do? There is not. Not this year. Okay. Okay. And it will, uh, we'll be accepting cash donations. So I don't know if you saw it on the flyer, but instead of registration fee, it's just a, a free will donation. Okay. Good deal there. Once again, remember, remembering Corporal Dagan page show and shine on Facebook. Again, we're going to share that on our Facebook page ourselves. So uh, Jordan, thanks again for your time. Thank you. Bye. Good little event there, guys. Uh, make sure you guys get out there and enjoy that kind of a quick, short little interview, but uh <laughs> Uh, you know, the details are there and uh, uh, not a lot to cover with it. So all kinds of cars, motorcycles, uh, anything you want to show off. I mean, I'd love to show, put the Tesla out there and and, uh, and display it. But uh, I, I don't know if I'm going to have it back by then as it's getting repaired from being rear-ended. So um, I think that's going to do it for us. You got anything uh, else for us, Dirk? Uh, no, that's... Uh... Like I said, I saw that, and I'm always up for for helping out these uh, um, auto shows and fundraisers, especially if it's got to do with the military. Yeah, so, I I just kind of surprised. I can't believe it's been three years since uh, those thirteen were killed in action. I mean, not not three full years because we're only May into it. I don't I don't remember. I think it felt like it was midsummer to early September. fall. I was, yeah, I was going to say September, October, I think is what it happened. So yeah, I don't so know not, if it's been three and a half years or two and a half years. It'd so, be two and a half. We're not quite to three yet, know. but it still, it's still two and a half just seems like it was yesterday also. So uh, get out there, enjoy some great eye candy and uh, help benefit. I, I highly suggest you guys get a couple of slices of the Johnny Rico's pizza and uh, wash it down with some Kona ice. 50-50 auction uh, for... Um, <laughs> 50-50 drawing and silent auction. We're going to search for our prize vault and try to donate some stuff ourselves. So we still got a couple of cool things that are kind of hidden away that I haven't included in the prize contest yet because I'm just waiting for the right event to uh, to give it out. So we'll see what we come up with. But I think that's going to do it for us for today's show. Make sure you join us uh, this coming Thursday. We're going to get you set for the weekend of racing to come. And we'll preview the coming race for NASCAR. For Dirk Houston, I'm Dan Taylor. This has been the Front Stretch. Presented by Joe's Carding. Hey, look at that. You're sitting on your couch playing Halo, Madden, or NASCAR while your friends are at Joe's Carding. Each lap is an adrenaline-filled, heart-pumping, white-knuckle experience that you can only get at the Metro's largest indoor karting track. Eco-friendly Honda engines rip you around their professionally designed road course at breakneck speeds. Can you reach the 14-second lap bracket? There's only one way to find out. Put the controller down and get to Joe's Karting. 23rd Avenue in Council Bluffs next to Quaker Steak and Lube. Great times, great food, get to Quaker Steak and Lube. 
Quaker Steak and Lube in Council Bluffs continues to offer the best wings, burgers, and steaks seven days a week, along with great daily specials. Mondays are Kids Night, where kids eat for just 99 cents with the purchase of an adult entree. Tuesdays is All You Can Eat Wings Night for just $17. Enjoy a half rack of baby back ribs for just $13.50 on Wednesdays, and you choose on Thursdays for just $12. You can pick between 15 fried shrimp, a pickup cheeseburger, 15 breaded wings, or six boneless wings. Check out Quaker Steak and Lube and Council Bluffs on Facebook for all their daily specials. Get to Quaker Steak and Lube. 